1: Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today we're going to be doing Buddhist chanting. This is part three of our four-part series where I've been sharing how to develop a Buddhist chanting practice. We started this two weeks ago where I went through all the various benefits of why a Buddhist chanting practice can actually help you, all related to training your own mind, developing concentration and mindfulness, awareness of the mind, focus on the breath, easing the mind into meditation to help gain more benefit out of meditation itself. Nothing to do with any magical or mystical things, but just to help you cultivate and train the mind to perform more optimally coming to the middle. Well, if you've been chanting along with us in class, or if you've been practicing at home and kind of progressing and developing your practice, Today's class is an opportunity for you to practice together as a class, but also for you to gain some personal guidance. Because after we practice as a class, I'm going to open things up to anybody who's interested to open up their microphone in Zoom and actually chant and uh, see how you're doing and get you some practice and get you some guidance. And it also helps if you're kind of shy or something like this because part of the path is to eliminate shyness so if you feel that you're a little bit shy then that's the perfect opportunity for you to step forward and train the mind there's nothing to be afraid of here there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of but if the mind remains shy and it doesn't want to go forward, then it's fearing something typically, or uh, there's, there's some craving, desire, attachment there that's causing the shyness. So one of the ways that you can get over that is by applying right effort, where you apply effort to eliminate the unwholesome qualities and arise wholesome qualities by stepping forward and putting the mind in a position where it needs to practice chanting because maybe it's fearful or shy of that and by you actually doing it and seeing that there's no harm that comes to you then the mind can then reside more peaceful calm serene and content with joy in these kind of situations and then you take the benefits of this beyond our class here is that when you're in a public setting or you're at work or you're around friends or family rather than being shy to speak up If you train the mind actively to eliminate shyness, then you'll feel more comfortable and more at ease to share and speak up in certain situations. So this is an opportunity today for you to practice your chanting together as a group, practice individually and get some guidance on your chanting. But also if you're feeling shy at all, it's an opportunity for you to shed some of that craving, desire, attachment that's causing the fear or the shyness by volunteering to chant and see that it doesn't cause you any harm it doesn't cause us any harm and we're all very joyful to hear you chant and enjoy that so i'll be opening things up for that later as we go so you guys can think about that anybody who is in any of the live streaming sites like facebook youtube periscope twitch or any of these places you can come into our zoom session because in our Zoom session, you'll be able to open up your microphone and actually chant. And if you do that, then like I mentioned, you'll be able to get some personal guidance. So wherever you're watching this, either in Facebook or YouTube, you should see the login criteria to come into Zoom. But if you're in Twitch or Periscope, there's no login criteria there. You'll have to come into the Facebook or YouTube first to see the login criteria and then log into Zoom where we can all be together as a group chanting and having a good time it's like a it's like a chanting party so thank you all for being here and look forward to uh, sharing chanting and helping you guys along to develop your practice so let's go to the slides where we'll just practice this one time through today and give you guys a chance just to kind of warm up the vocal cords a little bit and kind of Feel a little bit comfortable with the chanting. Remember, we've got the three chants the triple gem, which starts out with the Arahang, Samasampotasa, and then we've got the Tassa, and we've got the Itipiso. So, James is kind enough to do the slides and switch those around for the people in Zoom, and I'm doing the same thing for the people in the live streaming sites, and you should be able to see these and follow along. But if you're starting to develop your memorization of these chants, when we get to the chant that you feel like you've memorized, keep your eyes closed because typically that's how you will chant is with your eyes closed typically. But when you're first learning, you're going to do it with your eyes open because you need to see the text to prompt you. But once your memory becomes more refined and you start retaining these chants, you don't actually need to open your eyes. You can do it with them closed. So if you see an opportunity for you to close the eyes while you're chanting, go ahead and do that and kind of sink into it a bit more and help to cultivate that memory. All right, so let's start with this first one. We're just going to go one time through, and then after the triple gem, James, let's just go right into the Motasa and right into Etipiso. We won't even stop or pause. I'm not going to cue the breath. We're just going to warm up the vocal cords with just one time through okay so bring the hands together palm-to-palm to palm, at your
2: sternum take a nice deep breath <laughs> So, what is the Sanko Sankang Namami Nap more her sab haka ato Arahato Summa Sam Nap more hasab hako ato, Arahato asma samputasa. Nap more hasab hako Arahato asma samputasa. ITI BISO MAHGAWA ARAHANG SAMMA SAMHOTO WIKCHA CHARANANG SAMHUNO SAKHA TORO anu tero sa dama sati sata manu sanang photo Okay,
1: lots of claps. Yay! <laughs> All right. Now, I would like to open up the floor to any of you guys in Zoom that would like to do some chanting. And what we're going to do is we're just going to do one at a time. Where uh, if you would like to open up your mic, you just raise your hand electronically. James will know that you're interested in volunteering, and when you're just only going to do the Arahang Sama Samputa Sa. And you just go through and we'll all listen to you we'll all give you claps we'll all enjoy hearing your chanting and then at the end i'll just give you a couple pointers to help you improve any kind of tone or tempo or pronunciations or things like this to help you deepen your practice and develop it further so now that we're in our third class together you would have had about two weeks to kind of work on this so now is a good time for you to kind of get some personal guidance and get the support of your community that we're all encouraging you and supporting you in your practice to develop chanting. And if we were all in the same room together, if we were all in a temple together, we would all be chanting together and encouraging each other. And there's no reason why we can't do that even online. So that's what I would like to do for you guys, is just open up the floor to anybody who would like to practice this one. Then we'll move on to the Natmottasah, and then we'll do the ETP-so. So over to you, James. And anybody who would like to volunteer, just raise your hand.
3: I'll
1: be willing to volunteer. And
4: All right. Well, go ahead and get started. Okay.
2: We're listening. We're <laughs> listening. Nga pi wa temi
4: Sawa ta to Paka wa pano Paka wa to
1: All right. Good job, James. All right. Wonderful. So I think this is kind of like American Idol a little bit where like when you first start out singing the song maybe the voice is a little bit shaky but then you kind of settle into it and it starts like coming out better because that first line it wasn't shaky but there was just like a couple little pauses here and there that wouldn't normally be there but the second and third phrase you just like nailed it pretty much so I think like American Idol people might be a little bit a little bit nervous when they first start but that was wonderful I think just settle into it a little bit more you probably don't do this with hundreds and thousands of people listening usually so you're probably much more settled in your practice and you're not being recorded for a podcast right the only thing that i would mention is in the middle of that third phrase you said uh, sung ho it should be sung ko so
2: "supatipano tipano Sawaka
1: Sanko. I heard ho, but it should be ko. But other than that, outstanding, James. Very really good. Good job. Nice. <laughs> pointers. Yeah, very good. Who's next? Who would like to volunteer?
3: Okay, did uh, this one to me.
1: <clears throat> okay, this is a awesome. Bassem. Yes. Contestant number five six three two eight five.
5: Arahan sama PUTU hakawan, putan hakawan nama tiwa tebi, sawa
1: nice bassam very good buddy very good I have a question for you do you feel like you're kind of holding your voice up kind of high in your chest Do you feel when you're chanting like it's kind of like being held like up in your chest a little bit? I don't know. So do you feel that? Try to relax that down a little bit where you're just kind of settled into it and you're not holding any kind of tension or stress up in the chest or uh, you know kind of the lower throat. Just kind of settle into it a little bit more. You want to try that one again? Let's just see if you can If we can hear any kind of difference, if you just kind of settle the mind, just relax the mind, take a nice deep breath before, and then just settle into it.
5: Okay.
1: Yes, that's right. Keep going.
5: Sawaka to Hakawa tamu Damanamasa me. So pati banum Hakawa to Sawaka
1: Nice! Good job, awesome! Yeah, good correction! Good correction. So, you see, like, if the mind has any kind of, let's just call it stress, even though it's not significant stress, but if it has any kind of, anything that it's holding on to, it's going to change the sound of the voice. So I could kind of tell that it seemed like you were kind of holding something up in your chest, because I used to do that too. So this second time through there was just a subtle difference where it seems like you were more relaxed into it and just kind of let it go rather than trying to hold on to anything you just kind of let it go a little bit more so that's very good and that's one of the ways that chanting can actually improve your life practice and improves the condition of the mind because if you hear that when you're chanting your mind is uptight or stressed or shy or anxious or having anxiety or if you're chanting too fast or too rapidly this is all indication of what's going on in the mind so I could tell from the sound of your voice what was going on in the mind there's just a little smidget, like a little hair of stress But now you've eradicated that and the voice settled down a little bit and sounded more natural to me and probably felt more natural to you as well. This is where the Buddha talks about when there's no longer discontentedness in the mind, there's no longer stress in the mind, the body becomes very tranquil. So that's part of this path to enlightenment is the more you relax the mind, Then you'll notice that the body won't have any aches and pains and heaviness in the body because the mind has been enlightened it's light so the body becomes very light and very tranquil as well so if you're ever noticing any stress in the physical body any tension that's because there's tension in the mind that's why the body feels tension it's our indication it's one of those red lights that tells us something's not right in the mind So if you feel tension in your shoulders or your neck or something like this, be it not an injury, a physical injury, then look at the mind and see what's going on in the mind. And then if you relax the mind, you can relax the tension. And eventually, as the mind becomes more and more enlightened, the body becomes completely tranquil where there's no stress in the mind and there's no stress in the body. So therefore, there's no stress in the body. So wonderful. Thank you, James and Bossom. Who's next? Oh, we got Nick volunteering. Oh, sorry, I'm taking over your job there, James. You're the moderator, or or is it or is it uh, is the moderator? I'm not quite sure. Or Manol.
3: Well, now that Nick has volunteered, I've asked him to unmute, so we'll hear from Nick.
1: Okay, great.
6: Okay. Um, I don't think I remember the exact times to uh, do the bow. Um. It's only twice in this one, if I remember correctly
1: the the bow oh, I'm gonna give it a sh- the bows three times at the end of each phrase, so wherever you see a period, that's the end of a phrase oh, okay and then that's all where right. people you i mean you don't have to, but that's what a lot of people do all right,
6: I think I can remember the period. thank you very much teacher
1: mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> okay. Arahang SAMASAM PUTO pakawa putong pakawontong api watemi sawakato pakawata damo Damn, mong nama me. Supati pano, bakawato, sawa kong, ko, kong nama me.
1: All right, clap it up for Nick. Good job, Nick. Yeah, everyone's clapping for you. You can't hear it because they're all on mute, but you can see it. If you're looking at it. You're still working on your memorization of these, right? Because you just learned these like two weeks ago. Correct. Yeah. So it's noticeable that you're working on your memorization, but you've, you're getting into the flow of it. You're getting into the flow of it. Uh, I can help you with a couple of pronunciations on phrase two and phrase three. Let me just say these for you. Sawaka to mahakavattā
2: tammo
1: namasāmi so kind of smooth out and there there's some pronunciations for you there and then supati
2: pano
1: Sawaka
2: sāvakā saṅkho
1: so you hear that i do okay so let's have you do it again and see how you can maybe smooth it out just a little bit and of course you're working on the memorization so it's not going to be super smooth it's going to take you several months to build this up but let's see how you go through it a second time from the top yeah from the top
6: Ara some some puto pacawa poo tongue paca me.
1: Nice.
6: Sawakato pakawata damo. Damn, mamma say
2: Sami
6: Ami Supatipano Pakawato Sawaka sung Song Kong nama
1: Wow, big improvement, Nick. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah the, the big difference between the first time and the second time absolutely outstanding. All right. Yeah, that's practice. That's what we call practice, right Being determined and diligent and not never giving up and wonderful. So yeah, keep going with that and you know we'll, we'll practice next week like this as well on our fourth time. So keep practicing like that and keep improving. So that that was a remarkable difference.
6: Oh, thanks. I think it helps uh, volunteering in this setting like
1: this. Definitely. I think it does. Thank you. Thank you. Who's next? Who would like to chant next?
7: I don't mind giving it a try.
1: Okay. Get a female voice going. Females usually have very beautiful chanting. No pressure, Manal. No pressure.
7: Uh, That wouldn't be me, then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Triple Gym is actually one of the tougher ones that i've had uh, in practice in terms of memorization so but i'll still try to give it a shot
1: okay yeah let's hear it
7: sava taso padavata namo sam namasami supati pano padavato savakasampo sa
1: wow really nice manal excellent i think that's the first time i've ever heard you chant that's outstanding really beautiful really beautiful yes you know probably settling into it a little bit more this is your first time i think volunteering after all these months so probably a little bit apprehensive maybe perhaps i'm not sure but uh how did it feel for you
7: Oh, very. Um, but yeah, the apprehension is definitely there, and it has uh, always been something of a shyness that I've had pretty much my whole life. And speaking in public, etc. So, definitely, apprehension is there generally.
1: Okay. In that case, let's do it again. Okay. <laughs> this is training. This is what your teachers do to train, help you train.
7: arahamsama <laughs> sama bhagava Udhan-bhagavanang ami Savaka to Bagavata Taman Namasami Supatripa no Bagavato
1: Nice, Manal. Wow, big difference. Very big difference. Amazing. You guys know that when I publish the podcast, I have to give it a title for what the title of the class is. I think I might call this one like the greatest hits or something like, you know, James, Bassum, Nick, Manal, and whoever else says greatest hits. (laughs) That would be a good title for today's class. (laughs) You guys are doing really, really well. This is outstanding. Thank you, Manal. Anybody else have any, uh, or anybody else would like to volunteer? Oh, I see Judith raising her hand, her physical hand. I don't know if you can see that, James.
3: Okay, I've asked
1: Judith to unmute. Oh, it works
8: now. (laughs) So I do the melody that I can, right?
1: Yeah, you chant however you like to chant, Judith, and I'll just listen, and we'll all enjoy hearing your beautiful voice.
8: (laughs) Okay, thank you. (laughs) Soakato
7: Pakawa tatamo lam namatami. Supatipano pakawato sawaka sang Sangam namami.
1: Wow, outstanding. Wonderful, Judith. Wonderful. That was so beautiful really beautiful yeah that was amazing you you guys see right the difference between the male voice and the female voice very different tone very different sound very nice anyone else oh we got holly all the way from alabama gonna do some buddhist chanting in alabama here we go
7: you know when to go first for sure (laughs) (laughs) Ara ang sama sa mundo ang mga wala, po sa.
1: job Holly beautiful beautiful now all of us I mean there's probably more maybe more that would like to volunteer but I would just like to say this like if we were all in the same room together and in a temple with the really nice acoustics with Bassam having his tone and James having his deeper tone and you know some of you like Holly and Judith having a little bit higher tone if you can imagine all these tones blending together and harmonizing it would just sound so beautiful so someday when we're all in thailand together and there's lots of people around we'll all be chanting this together and it'll just sound so beautiful because independently we're all working on our practice and then when we come together we participate together and it just sounds so beautiful so the work that you guys are doing in your own practice is benefiting you but we're going to have something really special when we come together as a Group someday, and we all chant this together and we all harmonize with all of our different tones of voice, it's just going to sound beautiful. So, uh, this is outstanding. I can already visualize it in the mind. Thank you, Holly. I appreciate that. I, I don't really have any feedback for you or Judith or uh, even uh, Manal, really. Uh, you guys are sounding really nice. All right. Who else would like to volunteer? All right. No volunteers. We'll go to the next chant then. Let's go to the Namotasa. Who would like to volunteer on this one? This one is a little bit easier, so sometimes there's people who didn't volunteer for the first one that would like to volunteer for this one. All right, we've got Nick volunteering already. And anybody who hasn't volunteered yet, you're you're welcome because this one people tend to kind of jump in a little bit more readily because it's a little bit more straightforward. All right, we got the video this time, Nick. We get the whole experience. <laughs>
6: I I, I thought I uh, uh, had the video on for the last one. I apologize. But, uh, yeah, I I want the video on for these.
1: Yeah, we would like the whole experience, buddy.
6: (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, this one's fairly easy. This is the first one I picked up. I I think I have this one memorized.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
6: (laughs) Namo Tasa Paka wato Ara Hato Sama Samputasa Namo tasa bhagavato ala hato sama sambutasa Namo tasa bhagavato ala hato
1: nice nick very good very good i'm hearing some beautiful things there it's all memory for you you know as you keep doing this more and more and it gets committed to memory more and more it's just going to sound more and more beautiful because i can already hear it there you've got all the building blocks it's just getting the memory to remember it so that it comes out really smooth but that sounding great thank you yeah you're welcome who's next I'll Volunteer
4: for this one, David. Okay. Not more to sa, baga, at all. Are at all some massam
1: Nice. Good job, James. Good job. The only thing I was going to mention to you, because I know you're further along in terms of you've been practicing this more, is just the tempo. Remember that metronome that I talked about before? Is right Just kind of get that rhythm into the mind and kind of uh, think about that as you're you're chanting so that will help kind of smooth it out and kind of bring it together for you. but good job very nice. who's next? Okay, I'm ready. Alright, Egypt. Here we go. This is like the Olympics. We've we've had uh two we have had New York, South Carolina, we had Alabama, New Jersey, now we've got Egypt. Oh we had Spain earlier. Let's go Egypt. Let's see what you got. <coughs>
5: Not more hassa, Arahatu, some more, some put Arahatu, some more,
1: All right, good job, awesome. I'm going to have to get all these gold medals ready. You guys are all going to be at the top of the platform. You got to make room for each other. <laughs> all right. Judith, Manal, Holly.
7: You're welcome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Arahato Sama <tries> Samputasa Na'mo Tasha <tries> Pagalato Arahato Sama Samputasa Na'mo Tasha <tries>
1: Okay, good job, Manal, representing New Jersey. (laughs) Very nice. Nick's up there in New York, so you guys are close by. All right, who's next? there we go alabama's coming in representing the south
7: can you hear me
1: yep we can hear you
7: okay
1: Holly's been practicing for sure. I'm sure all of you guys have been practicing. Wonderful. Very good. I just don't have much feedback for you guys. Usually I have a ton of feedback for everybody, but you guys are doing wonderful. I've done these classes in the past where usually there's like three different things that I'll usually comment on for people, but you guys are all doing wonderful. Judith had her hand up earlier, James. I don't know if you can see because she's doing it with her physical hand, and if you don't have her camera up, you won't be able to see her hand.
3: Thank you for pointing that out, David. i have on me, of course.
1: Okay.
7: Okay. <laughs> Namu Tassa Pakawato Arato sama sampo Tassa Namu Arahato sama sampo
1: beautiful judith very beautiful you've got the memorization down you've got the tone i mean like right on like solid the only thing i would mention is like the tempo just kind of try to keep it moving forward it's beautiful the way you do it though i mean it's absolutely beautiful but if you were chanting in a group we wouldn't all be doing that up and down like that but just absolutely beautiful the way you're doing that but just try to keep the the tempo kind of even keel so to speak absolutely beautiful yeah all right anyone else all right let's move on to the next one then the ETP so this one tends to be a bit challenging so for those of you guys that have been working on this for just two weeks you know this one was probably a bit more challenging for you but let's see where you're at see how you're doing so who would like to volunteer for this one
3: I can start us off, David.
1: Perfect. Thanks, James.
3: Iti
4: piso pakawa arahang sama samputo We cha charanang samputo Sakato roga witu Anu tero sa dama sata sati satha dawa, manu sanang putopata wati.
1: Nice, good job, James. Good job. I would like you to do that last phrase again. I'm going to help you with some of the pronunciations and I'll kind of chime in at the right time. Okay.
4: A Ta,
1: anu Taro, pa
4: A new Yep. Anu Taro puri sa Manu sanang
0: Pagawati.
1: Yes, perfect, perfect. Good job, James. All right, sounding good. We're definitely going to get our greatest hits together for sure. When you guys are here in Thailand, we'll have to record it. Who's next? Do you see Judith raising her hand, James? She's. There she is. Okay. Who
8: goes first?
1: Yeah, you can go. You can go, Judith. The thing is, is that uh, I don't know how James has his Zoom set up. Mine's got all the cameras across the top, but I can only see like five of you and the other ones kind of like are out there. So I don't know if James can see you physically raising your hand, but there's a way that you can you can electronically raise your hand. And then you'll kinda of, yeah. you'll ding up in the queue and we'll be able to see it better.
8: Beta. I finally learned where that is. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I go
1: ahead. Sure.
8: <laughs> okay. No, I I lost the completely, there. Did
1: I No, you were right on it. Yeah, you were right on it.
8: Really? Is this one melody?
7: Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Puto. We ka
1: Nice, very good. So beautiful, Judith. You should be teaching this class, I think. Very nice. All right. Mr. Nick's got his hand up.
6: ETP so pakawa arahang sama samputo. Nice. Wee cha chara nang sampuno. Sakato da wito to anu tero puri sadama sati sata dewamanu sanam puto paca wati.
1: Wonderful, Nick. That's outstanding for just two weeks. That is outstanding. Oh, thank you very much. It took me years before I was able to chant this one. I didn't even get to this one for many years into my practice. So you are like two weeks into this and already got that that good for this one. This is a very challenging one. For me, it was very challenging. So you did that extremely well for two weeks. Wonderful. Thank you, teacher. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for volunteering. My pleasure, anyone else all right we've got holly
7: coming in
1: guys have done i told you this was the most challenging one and you guys have all like kind of worked on mastering this one to show me that i was wrong and i wasn't speaking the truth and it wasn't it's not the hardest one right (laughs) that's what you guys have done because you guys are doing this one outstanding this is to me is is a really challenging one uh holly one thing i would like to help you with though is your pronunciation on the last line can you do the last line again
7: the last line? Yeah,
1: the anutaro. I would like to help you with that when I heard some pronunciations that I would like yeah, to just help I
7: heard you it with. Too. I don't know what I messed up. Okay. Anu tero
1: po sa Okay. You did it that time.
0: <laughs> there
1: was no correction needed. I think you just fumbled a little bit the first time through. Yeah. And
7: also the first one was harder for me to learn than the third one for some reason.
1: Yeah. Oh, the first chant was more challenging for you? Yeah. Okay.
7: Yeah. It took me a lot. long to learn that one. This, the third one came really easy. I don't know why, but the first one was like hard for me. So
1: well, there's impermanence, right? Like for for me, this one was really challenging, but not for everybody, right? It's not, it's not like that permanently. It's not for everybody. So wonderful. That's really nice. You guys are doing this one outstanding. Put a challenge in front of this group and they knock it out of the ballpark. Very good. Anyone else would like to try this one?
7: Sure, I can go.
1: Okay, Mana New Jersey, here we go.
7: Iti piso baba Arahan Sama Samputo We Cha Chara and Sam Manu tero puri sa tamasati sata manu uto mm,
1: nice Mano. Very nice. Very good. You guys are warmed up now, that's what it is. You guys got the vocal cords warmed up and greased up all right wonderful anyone else would like to practice this one i haven't heard from bosom is he still online
5: yeah but actually my practice was focused on first uh, two parts okay
1: (laughs) if you'd like to try this one you can of course you're not going to be perfect you're not a perfectly enlightened buddha right so (laughs) you're not going to be perfect but you're you're welcome to volunteer if you like but up to you
5: Actually,
1: I didn't even try to practice it. <laughs> okay. Oh, you haven't even tried. Okay, no worries. Yeah, that's what I did too. I, I did like the Namotasa for like six months. And then I started doing the the Arahang Samasambotasa. And then like a few years later, I started adding the ETP. So, because back then I was working and I had a bus, you know, a couple of businesses. And I didn't have hardly any time to devote or I didn't take any time for my practice, which led to a lot of discontentedness and a lot of bad decisions but uh when you reprioritize your life and you make decisions to take time for your practice then you are able to practice more so that's just where you're at that you've practiced the first and second one but you haven't practiced this one yet so that's completely fine all right so curious that's probably the last person, right? Is there anyone else that would like to uh, do this one? Okay. Curious, would you guys like to in to class here or would you like to do a meditation together? I'll, I'll give you guys the opportunity to make that decision. I think we can actually do a poll in this thing. Let's see. Doesn't uh, Zoom have some kind of like group poll or something? There it is, polling. Okay, ask question edit oh i don't i can't figure it out it's doing all kinds of weird stuff all right so anybody who would like to uh leave and finish class now raise your hand so i can see your hand if you'd like to in class now or or either electronically or visually okay so we got one all right who would like to do meditation now anybody would like to do some meditation okay one two three okay Judith four okay everybody would like to do meditation okay or not everyone but everyone who I can see anyway all right so let's do meditation together then okay let's do this let's uh, <coughs> let's uh, go with our chance we'll go one time through go into meditation And then after meditation, Arahang, Natmo, ETP, so just do one time, okay? And we'll switch the slides so that those of you guys that need that, James and I will be switching those in order for you guys to see them, okay? All right, so take a nice deep breath, just kind of settle in, right? Get in your meditation position, shift your dog around there, Judith, (laughs) get your little girl in the right spot. <laughs> All right, bring your hands together. Nice deep breath. Hara
2: hung some hot, mahaka. Poor tongue, mahaka, and happy. Savakhato toam namang namasam so bad sa vaka saṅkho saṅkhaṁ namāmi Nap more hasab Arahato some man some put Nap Arahato some man ITI BISO MAHGWA ARAKHANG SAMMA SAMHOTO WICJAJARANANG SAMHUNO SAKHATO ROKAWITO anu tero purisa, nama sa'ti satatawa manu sanang puto bhagavati
1: Bring the body into meditation position. Comfortable but not luxurious. Breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Breathing in. In, out. Your breath doesn't have to be synced up to my guidance. These are just cues, just to remind you But this is your practice. Even when we're meditating as a community, it's your practice. Breathing in. And out. Breathing in and out. The breath should be natural, just a nice, steady, consistent breath. Experiencing the whole breath, slowly coming into the body and then slowly exiting the body. Breathing in and out. Fixate the mind on the breath. The breath is the present moment The mind can reside peaceful when it's in the present moment. Breathing in. And out. Breathing in. And out. If the mind wanders off the breath to the past, the future, any thoughts, ideas, perceptions, just cut it off and let it go. Bring the mind to the breath the present moment. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. You have nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. No one needs you right now. Just focus on the breath. Breathing in. And out.
2: Hang some mahsam MAHAKAVA Hotang mahakawa nang apiwa 다 나... be so Anutero-bhuriya-sa-dhamma-sati-sata-tava-manu-asana-bhoto-bhagavati. All bhoto bhagavati
1: alright nice little meditation there I would like to just give you guys a chance to ask any questions that you might have on chanting or meditation the middle way the Eightfold Path the Four Noble Truths uh, anything that we've been discussing in class or that you've been reading anything that's been coming up in your practice this is an opportunity for you to have questions and get answers to those. So I'll see if anybody has questions in Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom. You can put those into the comment section. Our moderators, James, Bassam, and Manal will see those. And if you're in Zoom, you can raise your hand electronically and you'll be called on so that you can get your question asked during the class and any follow-up questions as well. So any questions you guys have at all about any of the Buddhist teachings or anything that's coming up, in your practice
3: as a question david so i'm going to ask her to unmute
1: sure
8: okay. i have a question sometimes i see type people they pray each person sings a different melody but all together and sometimes they sing the same melody together and sometimes i see a uh, it's more like they're reciting without a melody very very fast and sometimes they sing very melodiously very slow and i don't know if there are different meanings to that or if there is something cultural that i don't know that i should know about that
1: yeah there's different ways to do chanting and each temple will have a different way and there's different types of chants and different ways of chanting uh they have you know common chanting they have higher level like royal chanting and all these different things and there's people here in thailand that are like real experts and specialize in just chanting and they'll even have like once a year different temples will come together and they will kind of display their chanting with each other And I used to listen to some recordings like this and uh, you could hear like one temple chanting and then they would finish and then another temple. It's like kind of in a big joint event, like a community event and people cultivate their chanting this way. So you would have to ask each person and each community, each temple, you know, kind of what's the purpose of why they're doing what they're doing. I wouldn't know since I'm not part of those environments. But that's what I do know, is that there's different types of chanting. Uh, there's common chanting, like what we do. There's kind of like royal or higher level chanting. There's different kind of like uh, times a year where people come together and, and work on their chanting and p- specifically work on that. And there's places that are experts and kind of specializing in this. And if there's someone who has a real interest in chanting, this is where you can seek out guidance in those kind of places and this is where once a student has a real good foundation in the teachings with one particular teacher they might actually branch out and kind of like start to explore with other teachers and different things like this there's some temples that will kind of have the monks study for like six years concurrently at that temple And then after that, they kind of roam around and kind of learn with different other master teachers because this only helps to deepen their practice, but they kind of get them really firmly rooted and on a good foundation with all these teachings first. And the one temple that I'm thinking about, they do that for six years. And then once that monk or that ordained practitioner is well-rooted in the teachings, the master teacher allows them to travel around and explore I don't have any kind of rules like that. You guys can explore however you like, but I do suggest for a minimum of at least one year minimum that you just focus solely on learning with me because that'll build up your foundation. And if you spend more time than a year, that'll be even better. Each person's a little bit different, but it takes about a year to go through this book twice if you're doing kind of a chapter a week and you're coming to these classes, it'll take a year to go through this about twice. But then the Words of the Buddha program, it takes seven months to go through the whole book series that I have here. And if someone did that twice, you know, that would be another year, essentially. So if somebody did all of that and then continued to need more teaching beyond that, then... You know, they might decide to kind of branch out, but that's what I would suggest is like learning with just one teacher consistently and developing your practice. But in terms of chanting, if you were just interested in learning chanting and you went out somewhere and learned that, you know, no big deal. But in terms of the teachings themselves, while we all refer to the Pali Canon as the original source, there's multiple translations of the Pali Canon. So every teacher is kind of using their own translations. And not only are there different translations from different people, but there's different interpretations of those translations. So by staying with one teacher for an extended period of time, then what you do is you gain as much insight and you kind of soak the mind into as much learning as you can with that one teacher. And then if you would like to kind of branch out, you can, but you'll notice that people use different words, different ways of explaining it. There's some teachers that will tell you, there's a wholesome desire. There's such thing as a wholesome desire, which I wouldn't say. I would never say there's such thing as a wholesome desire. So if a student was learning with me for like a month, and then they learned with this other teacher too, they'd be like, hold on a second, like David and this teacher who were both sharing Theravada Buddhism are sharing two completely opposite things of each other. Why is that? Because the mind's craving permanence. So by training with just one teacher and really soaking that up, then when you branch out and you learn from other teachers, you can come back to your primary teacher and say, hey, I was sitting in on a dhamma talk with this other teacher and they said there's such thing as a wholesome desire, but you say that there isn't. Can you help me understand why you say there isn't a wholesome desire and what's your perspective on that? It's not about who's right or wrong. It's about understanding the perspective. And then when you see the truth for yourself, then you'll understand the truth and you'll know for yourself because you've investigated and you've sorted this out and you've practiced to see what's the real truth. So I gave you more there than you were really asking for in terms of chanting. But I felt like since I'm suggesting that you, you know, explore other places that you understand that that's really related to chanting, if you really soak the mind into the teachings that I'm sharing and then chose to go explore with another teacher in terms of the teachings, I would say do that after at least a a one or two year time frame. I was
3: wondering, David, if there's any significance to us learning these three particular chants and opposed to other chants that may be out there.
1: These are the three most common chants that you will hear most commonly when you move into Theravada Buddhist communities at various temples and events and things like this. You'll hear the arahang Sama Samputasa for sure. You'll hear the Natmotasa for sure. Uh, you'll hear the Itipiso almost guaranteed. Uh, but then there's going to be a whole lot of other chanting, depending on what's going on in the event. There could be 30 minutes to an hour or more worth of chanting. and Every temple will typically have a book, you know, almost as thick as this one uh, with the chants that they use. And in the morning meditation, they will have certain chants that they'll sometimes chant for 30 minutes of chanting, and then they'll go into meditation. Uh, In the evening meditation session, they might do 30 minutes worth of chanting before they go into meditation, and that's their kind of standard protocol of what they do. But each temple is a little bit different in terms of what chants they've constructed and which ones they offer. It's based on the master teacher at that temple. And depending on the significance and importance they put into the chanting, they may have more or less of that. Because during the lifetime of the Buddha, he emphasized reciting the teachings. And part of that was through chanting, and that's how they memorized the the teachings. and. He discussed how somebody wouldn't be able to attain enlightenment without being able to recite the teachings. But that's because it was strictly an oral tradition. There were no books. So you had to be able to recite the teachings. And that was the only way for you to learn them and retain them in the mind. That's actually one of the criteria that the Buddha holds as part of attaining enlightenment. And various master teachers might put more emphasis in recitation of the Pali text, thinking that that's what's going to lead to enlightenment. But that by itself, it really, as I've shared, it doesn't really help the mind to attain enlightenment unless you're cultivating the things that I've shared. But during the lifetime of the Buddha, it did because they understood the language that they were reciting in. Nowadays, when people recite in Pali, they really don't, for the most part, know what they're actually reciting. They're just memorizing the words during the lifetime of the buddha it was a primary practice in order to remember the actual teachings but today you don't have to do that because we have books and podcasts and videos you don't have to actually remember word for word what do i say you just need to draw in the content understand it reflect on it practice it and then see the truth for yourself and then explain it in your own words and understand it in your own words. So recitation and chanting doesn't have nearly the significance nowadays as it did during the lifetime of the Buddha, and that's just impermanence that we now are in a different place than we were. But you'll see various communities putting more or less significance on chanting. I've never seen in my travels, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I've never seen classes where lay people are learning chanting the way that I do with you guys in the way that I did when I was teaching in America I always observed that whenever I was in communities doing chanting the lay people tended to be very lackluster and very complacent in their chanting practice and it was always the monks who were kind of carrying the community in terms of their chanting because they really chant really really well and they do it a lot you know two times a day minimum and the lay people are kind of like, uh, sa oh I mean, this is even like Thai people who've, you know, been born into this tradition and that have been part of it for 50, 60 years. You know, they really don't put a lot of emphasis into chanting. But when I started getting into this type of stuff, I always saw chanting as something that was interesting, that it was helpful, that it was beneficial. And I felt like, okay, if the monks are chanting and they're putting effort into it and they're doing their very best job to pronounce and enunciate the chants, then I should be doing the same thing. So I always put a lot of effort into learning the chants. And when I was in America, I led a very large community of several thousand people. And we would have once a year, we would have what's called a Y crew where all the students who had studied over the year would kind of come in for one big event. And we would have hundreds of people there. It would be an all-day event. Sometimes we would do it for like a three-day event or a five-day event. And at those events, we would do chanting for probably a good hour and a half, two hours. And we would all chant. But we had a book that we would follow and we would go through it. And the monks were involved in the event. and. I would lead the chanting for about 30 minutes, 45 minutes worth of chanting and we would all do this together. And at that time, you know, there was a lot of effort put into that. But what I've realized on this path is that chanting itself by itself doesn't lead to enlightenment. There's certain aspects that you can cultivate in the mind through chanting, but I don't make it a priority because. It's not the core path. It's not part of the eightfold path. So that's why I tell people that if you'd like to do chanting and develop that practice, here's how you do it. Here's the benefits that I have have observed. You may observe some other benefits, but if you're not interested in chanting, no big deal. You don't have to chant. Uh, Like my wife, she doesn't chant. Uh, At one time in her life, she did, but she doesn't chant at all. She just meditates and she gets very good results with her practice. So chanting isn't required to attain enlightenment, but it can help you if you choose to develop the practice and different communities will put different emphasis on it depending on what master teacher has decided to emphasize.
3: Speaking of the benefits of chanting, I've I've heard before that vocalizing such as singing can elevate the mood essentially. And I feel that Mm -hmm. I've felt that effect through chanting before. And I was wondering if you've ever heard of chanting having that
1: effect, or if you've ever experienced it i agree it does what the buddha called gladdening the mind that's one of the words he used gladdening the mind and and bringing in kind of that enlightenment factor of joy creates joy in the mind i agree i've experienced that as well but there's sometimes when i'm too tired and i just go into meditation and i just do meditation only Uh, and i don't chant because it's not permanent or sometimes what i'll do is like chant At the beginning of meditation, I'll go into meditation. Uh, Maybe this is my evening meditation. And, you know, I stay in meditation for a certain period of time, maybe an elongated time. And then when I come out of meditation, I realize, you know, I'm too tired and I would like to just go to sleep and I don't chant at the end. So even though I teach you guys to chant at the beginning and at the end, that's what I do as kind of like a standard practice, maybe like 80, 90 percent of the time. But there are certainly times where I, or I don't chant at all before meditation or after. And there's also times where I chant just before and I don't chant after. So that's the impermanent nature of your practice. And you just decide in the moment what's best for you. And there are some situations where at the end of meditation, in the moment, I realize mm, I'm too tired. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs>
3: Thanks, David. It appears we have no further questions. Okay. I would like thank thank everyone who volunteered chanting because I know personally that it can be a difficult thing to do and we've had times in the past where we didn't really have volunteers and that's fine, but it's also very inspiring to see so many people in the community come forward and show their progress in chanting and I think it inspires and really uplifts the entire community.
1: I agree, James. Really well said. I support that 100%. Yeah, I agree. Thank you all for volunteering, thank you for committing time, effort, and energy to your practice. It's a really wonderful thing to be able to come together even here online and, and hear you guys chant. It's it's very warming and very endearing to hear that you guys have taken your practice in a very dedicated and determined way and that you've chosen to allocate time in your day to learning and practicing. And and because of that, you get the benefits, the benefits of the improved condition of the mind. That's your kama, cause and effect, action result. And by practicing here and volunteering here today, that's your decision, and you get the results according to that. So that's your kama, the results of your decisions. So, this chanting can be really enjoyable and very fun, as James is saying, can create a lot of joyfulness uh, in the mind, give you a part of your practice that will continue to help motivate you and encourage you going forward. If you guys keep practicing, then next week we'll do something similar to this as our fourth session of this chanting, we'll do something very similar to this what we did today. And then each subsequent Wednesday after that, what we're going to do is we're going to rotate. After our fourth chanting session, what we're going to do in the subsequent Wednesdays is we're going to do breathing mindfulness meditation one Wednesday. And then the very next Wednesday, we're going to do loving kindness meditation. And then the very next Wednesday, we're going to do chanting again. And then we're going to come back. Breathing mindfulness, loving kindness, and chanting. So for the next part of the program, which I think we're almost time-wise, I think we're about halfway through perhaps. We're about two and a half, three months into the program out of a seven-month program. For the remaining portion of our program on Wednesdays, we will rotate these breathing mindfulness, loving kindness, and chanting. So now that we've spent a good amount of time on each individual one of these over multiple sessions, we'll just touch on them repeatedly throughout the program and kind of helping you to brush up on your practice of breathing mindfulness meditation loving kindness meditation and chanting and kind of keep your practice moving forward you know every three weeks or so so on sunday we're going to be in chapter seven which is the five precepts and this chapter really helps you to understand right action of the eightfold path more deeply it helps you to understand right speech more deeply And it goes into a lot of details of real application of the teachings into daily life. So when you read about, you know, no killing, no stealing, no sexual misconduct, no lying, no intoxicants, the Buddha actually spoke words that were much more illuminating than that. Even though there's some places that have kind of truncated what he shared into those kind of shorter versions, he didn't exactly share it that way. And in chapter seven, you'll see his actual words of how he actually shared this, which I feel are much more illuminating and provide more benefit and more insight into what he was actually teaching with the five precepts. And then in that chapter, I go into application of that precept into your daily life so that you can see how to actually apply that precept into your daily life. So I'll see you guys on Sunday to talk about the five precepts and then next Wednesday for our fourth session. And in the meantime, have a really lovely rest of your day. Enjoy whatever it is that you're going to do. And I'll see you either on Sunday or Wednesday, and maybe perhaps on Saturday for the Words of the Buddha, Pali Canon in English study group. So take care.
0: Sawadee Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support buddha.